and welcome to another episode of Buzzard View Manor. This evening, I would like to welcome my co-host, Sir Martin. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing very well. So this is kind of a big deal this evening. Uh, My co-host, Sir Martin, who's the gatekeeper of Buzzard View Manor, he's never seen the movie from 1980, The Shining. And so he, he took the opportunity from all the hard work there at the gates of Buzzard View Manor of being the gatekeeper to find time to view this film. And remember, this is his first viewing. So I'm going to chat with him about his opinion. What did he think about the film? How did the film make him feel? And we'll carry on from there. So go ahead. Let us know. What was your opinion of the film? Okay. So this being the first time I ever seen it in my life. Okay. So I, I didn't know this movie was shot back, what, 1980 or something like that and or released at first I was, you know, I was like, okay, where's this film going and everything else. And what I saw was that overall, when I'm, when we talk about the movie itself, I think it was, it was a good movie. It was interesting. It was kind of strange at the same time that there were so many things going on. You know, you had these, this family staying in the resort that was, you know, basically, you know, they, they, everybody left after what the season was over and all that. So, but uh, I, I love the scenery and all that kind of stuff. But it was strange at the same time when you had, you know, like these these visions of dead people and people that, you know, I guess occupied the hotel at one time. What the, the, the part that got me the most that I got out of the film was I think there was something going on with that child, the son. I felt that there was a lot of abuse there. You know, I don't know when Jack was with his son. I don't remember. Danny, I guess that was his name. Correct me if I'm wrong. I just think there was some type of weird relationship between him and his son. Like there was some type of, you know, okay, let's just say, I I felt like there was some type of sexual abuse going on because it was just strange. Like that one scene where he comes in, he asks him to come sit on his lap and the music, the tone of the music changed. That kind of gave me an eerie feeling that what was about to happen. And as soon as I saw the way he was looking at his son and then we put him on his lap and all that kind of stuff, I felt really weird about that. But there's other things, because keep in mind, I watched this movie, and I think it's a two and a half hour movie or something like that, but it took me about four or five hours to actually watch the movie because I was actually rewinding and watching stuff again. And I noticed that there's some type of, like I said, a strange relationship with the father and the son, and I think there's abuse going on there. And then I also noticed their little signs there. Like, for instance, um, the mother is upstairs and she, you know, she looks into a room and there's a, a bear and Grady was his name. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Grady was there and Grady and him or her, I don't know what it was, but it was a bear and it looked like they were performing some type of sexual act. So it was like uh, maybe fellatio or something like that was going on. And the interesting thing is that the bear that's in there, it looks like a bear, was also a bear in that first scene, early scenes, where the doctor is examining Danny. And the bear, do you remember him laying his head? And behind his head was a bear. Right. So, and I thought that was kind of, had some type of sexual undertones too as well, for me. Because I see the doctors examining him. And then I noticed that, and I rewind him like, is this pants down? 
and I see him like he's covering his the genital area. I, I don't know. I just kind of felt strange the way she, her, her intimacy between him, the doctor and him, how close she was in, the, in that in that scene and then seeing the bear and then seeing the bear that happened to be performing fellatio. And then later on, I don't know if you paid attention, but you'll see other the bear within that movie again. Like there was a bear. Oh, that one part where she's running through the, I guess the main area of the, of the hotel, she runs over a bear rug. And then there's another scene where there's pictures of bears in the bedroom. I think it was, there's two bears in there too. So I don't know what that signifies, but to me, there's, there's some connection between bear and the act of that bear performing fellatio on Grady. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't know. It's kind of no. I understand strange. what you're saying. So, uh, so The ahead. Shining is a very abstract film. Okay, it's very abstract, and obviously there's some kind of I would say subliminal hidden messages and what they are. I'm not too sure of. Okay, but it's a film that speaks to people in different ways. I mean, I viewed the, the Shining as a kid, and this is a movie that I've seen over and over again throughout the years. Okay. And when I say that, The Shining, for me, was very um, soothing. Uh, it was very visually beautiful for me. And the um, music in the film is just a powerful entrance into, you know, the opening credits. So The Shining, to me, is a masterpiece. But there is a message there. And there's been rumors, you know, concerning this film. Of course, Stephen King was not a fan of this movie by, by all means. I mean, he, but at the same time, I'm like, Stephen King, did you not really see the, the Midnight Shift? I mean, that was a horrible movie about rats, but we're not going to go there. And that's my opinion. <laughs> you see, the director, Stanley Kerbrick, he was just this visual, intense director. He's what I call a serious artist. You know, he's going to do what he wants, no matter what. And, you know, he's done a number of masterpieces throughout film. So The Shining is one of those films that you're either going to like or you're not going to like, but there's a deeper message there. And I'll go more into that. But um, that's why I was very shocked that you've never viewed it. And that's why I wanted to hear your opinion about it. Did, did you notice that uh, in that one scene where Jack arrives at the hotel and he's sitting there waiting to be called and he's looking at a magazine. He's looking at a, 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 a Playgirls magazine. So that's that. That sexual undertones are there. So that's there. Interesting that he's looking at a Playgirls magazine. Okay, so then you go down to the other scene where I think his wife is downstairs or in the, in the area where they have all the supplies or whatever. And uh, they had images of, of uh, I guess, pornographic kind of images on, on the sides, you know, on the walls and all that kind of stuff. And then there's another interesting part where him and his wife were talking, and behind him was an image of, it looked like two naked boys, too. So I'm just like, there's a lot of stuff going on there. I think, to me, okay, this is just me, I think there's a lot of sexual undertones, but I think there's a lot of undertones where it has to do with sexual abuse. I could be totally wrong, you know, in the choking and all that kind of stuff, and these these um, these nightmares that uh, he's having and all that. I, I really do think that there was something else going on besides him going insane or whatever. But I think there was him fighting with his own, I guess, morse or whatever that, that, that he's been abusing his child for some time. Tell me, that's, or, that's just me. Or do you think that maybe it's the other way around? Do you think that maybe the director took this 
particular opportunity to express things that happened to him, not necessarily him doing it. It could be. Yeah, it could be an experience, you know, like that, you know. But, you know, know, you know, because there's that's that's what's beautiful about art is uh, the abstract sense of it. You can put whatever it is that you want to say into something without putting it out there. But there's those who view that says this is what this says to me. And whether mm-hmm. or not, I mean, we have no idea if he's ever abused anyone or he's ever been abused, but there is some sort of hidden message there. And for me, um, I just view The Shining as a film about ghosts that haunt a hotel. And whether these ghosts are echoes of the past of the director, that whenever he read the book, he somehow was able to say, you know what, I can do this film, but I can do it where I can also tell my story as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. reading that novel spoke to him in a way where he's like, you know what? I can relate to this character in this book, but I want to also share a part of me in this story, you know, because Stephen King was trying to share some information with him concerning how to do the film. And this director was like, thank you, but you can fuck off, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And, I, and if you're going to do a movie, Make it your own. You don't need anyone's permission or, you know, and I'm not trying to disrespect anybody or King, you know, I love King and I also love John Carpenter, but two different kind of um, artists there, but necessarily, you know, it's, there's something, like I said, the shining is a masterpiece. And now that we chatted about your opinion of it, I just want to share that. And like a few years ago, like maybe was it six years ago, they had a documentary out and that documentary was about the shining and the director and the name of that documentary is called room 237 i am a huge huge fan of ifc and of course amc network owns ifc just like they own shutter i think it was a, a maybe a couple weeks ago or was it a week ago i don't know time's been like a blur because i've been so busy if you want to view that documentary IFC has it available to view. So Mm. I invite all our listeners that if you have IFC, go check out the documentary of Room 237. And they go into such deep detail of how they feel or what is this film trying to say? Are there hidden messages there? And what you're talking about, about some of the perversion and it's some, a viewer, you know, that's in the documentary confirms that now okay. i'm really i'm okay. really gonna have to, gonna ask. Okay. i'm really gonna have to watch this documentary it's been like i think i watched it in 2014 2015 I, I really can't remember but i'm gonna make time and i'm gonna view it and then i'm gonna view the shining again to see if i can correlate some things but one of the things that stuck out in my mind concerning that documentary there was um maybe a suggestion that the director is trying to also tell people, the viewers, of some sort of confession concerning our trip to the moon. And Danny is wearing this like Apollo sweater. And one of the um, people on the documentary, they kind of suggest, okay, did we really go to the moon? Did Is this him saying that we didn't and that he had you know an agreement with our government? I don't know. I'm just sharing a piece of this information that was on there. And supposedly room three, two, three, seven is supposed to be called the moon room. 
Mm. Yeah. So, uh, guys, if you want to dig more into this film, I invite you to go view the documentary and then watch The Shining and see if you can correlate any of the things. Like, for example, in the book, um, Stephen King, the uh, Volkswagen bug is red, right? But in the movie, it's yellow. And so they go on to explaining how the director kind of like a fuck you to Stephen King when the gentleman from the hotel is going back to help Danny. There's like an 18 wheeler and there's a red bug that smashed underneath the 18 wheeler. So there's those hidden messages of, you know, but they said that director Stan- Stanley Kurtbrick was huge into supplemental uh, messaging as well. But I love all that stuff. I love all that stuff. So that's yeah. why, you know, I was super excited when I found, oh, you said, oh, I've never seen The Shining. I was like, wow, okay, well, tell me your opinion. And thank you for sharing that information with us. Well, thank you for allowing me to come on here and uh, kind of share this with you. You know, one more thing, that that freaky part of that bear thing when he's uh, with Grady, did you notice that another thing, did you notice that when uh, he his backside was like a butt of a human person and was bare? So that's that's what I'm saying. There's See, some freaky stuff going on. Now, <laughs> now I'm going to have to go back and view what you're talking about, because like I said, there, there was a message in the documentary about a lot of subliminal, you know, um, mm-hmm. hidden sexual expression. So now I'm going to have to go back because, you know, me, I'm just viewing this beautiful cinematography. I'm being captivated by the music. And it was just always very visually beautiful to me. And it's probably one of those films that I've seen over and over again. It's very soothing to me. And it's just a place of wanting to escape into the Overlook Hotel because it's grand. And you just envision the hallways and just amazing, you know. So this, to me, I feel that The Shining is a masterpiece. Yeah. I, I guess my thing is because, you know, when I was in college, I studied film. And that was some of the things that we had to do. We were learning how to pick up certain little things in there because they, they would give us uh, like these old uh, Nazi propaganda films and they would show like different, you know, the professor would go over like, this is this symbol here or this, this scene here represents this, 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 and this. I'm like, wow, I would have never guessed that unless you take the time to look through things. So especially when, you know, you told me to check this film out, I never seen it. So I kind of want to give it a good, because I'm sure that you, you're well studied on, on this film. I, like I said, it was my first experience. So let me take the time and go through it slow, rewind it. What is that? And then I started seeing all this weird stuff. And I'm like, man, yeah, I think something's going on. But that's my opinion. And I'm done with that. (laughs) (laughs) But they say some of these films, you know, are worth viewing over and over and over again. And I guess I was just one of those fans of this film and always will be. And it's one of those you love it or you hate it. And I absolutely love it. Oh, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I thought I was not going to like it because, you know, and the stars kind of started a little slow, like what's going on, blah, blah, blah. But as you got into the movie and, and the suspense and then just the, like you said, the cinematography, the the images of, you know, of the hotel. I was like, that's pleasant to me, you know, seeing something that's 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 beautiful. And then, like I said, the sound is the, the nature scenes and outside, you know, when they're filming the top part of it, it's going over and showing the hotel. And that's really nice. But it's freaky. Yeah, well, you know, like abstract art is intense and it can be freaky and hard for people to understand. And when we talk about hidden messages and clues and films, sometimes I, I wonder if some of these people who so-called maybe have secret societies or they're, they're part of secret clubs, maybe 
that's a way for them to be able to network and recognize each other in art or whatever it is, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And and that's been that's been one of the, the stories out there where people have uh, ways of, of messaging to a, a particular community through art. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I guess maybe I'm incredibly boring, but that just takes too much energy. I just wouldn't have the time to do anything like that. You know, it's like, this is what I like. This is who I am. And if it's yeah. super boring for you, guess what? There's a road. We can throw you right out the window. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's just too complex. And, you know, when you get deeper and deeper into a lifestyle like that, that's just too deep for me. But I wanted to share that in the month of March, for me, I felt like was a spiritual awakening. It really put things in perspective for me about networking and, you know, because, you know, I do a little bit of participating in film as a hobby and just networking and just meeting people. I went up to Duluth and I already did a small little, a little video on Instagram about this, but I wanted to address this real quick. I went up to Duluth and the director, she was so much fun. And it was like I needed that energy back into my life of just wild, artistic, wham in your face kind of personality. Because sometimes when you're outside of that circle and you're just in the everyday life, you miss people like that. And, you know, like in high school or taking college courses, whatnot, you only find those individuals in a school setting or if you're out in the world doing it. And I felt like that's what I needed. Meaning this female director, she had a small little you know, crew working with her, but boy, did they love her and they were there. I think that that's important that when you network with people and you bring them into your film, you have to be so careful who you network with because there's a lot of static and drama that you don't need. So mm-hmm. once you make those relations, just keep your circle small and have it more like a trust that you bring into your sphere. And that's what I'm taking away from all this. Cause when I decide to launch out and do something later on, I'm, I just, I want to work with a small, you know, a small crew of people. And let me tell you something, I'm really enjoying meeting people on the indie level. There's some really good people on the indie horror level. Cause I met some people who are on the mainstream and, you know, and kind of on the mainstream horror, you know, film, level as well. And some of them are just assholes. I could care less to ever meet or work with. Right. And so it's like, oh, okay. So you think you're high mighty. Don't work. Don't want to work with you. Don't care. Bye. So I have no problem shutting the door and kicking someone to the curb. I don't like assholes. I don't like when a person. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like when people invoke that negativity in me because they are high and mighty and self-righteous. I don't do that. Right on. So Thank you, Sir Martin, for sharing your opinion of The Shining and everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we hope that you continue to listen to us and take care. 